Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas on the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley and Brandon Deutsch. How are we doing, people? You know, it's a little light here. It feels like a little lighter uh-huh. without our, our mom, but I I, I'm doing great. Sun, sun's out, guns out. I love it. I know. Yeah. Dodgers celebrating another another title for the NL West, right? Nine out of ten years, pretty crazy, but seems like it's just the norm now. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Dodger fans are definitely used to yeah. clinching the NL West. But Brandon, how does that make you feel? Because I mean, longtime Angels fan, you got to just be like, it, it's like you're rooting for the Clippers of baseball. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, it is what it is. I'm not to dog my team. Like, I the love my team. The only thing but. Brandon can say, though, is that both those teams have won the same amount of World Series since 2000, and he could also argue that they are the only ones that won in a full 162-game normal <laughs> well, that season. Could change. I that hate could saying change. that because I'm true, a Dodgers fan, but, you know, I mean, that's one of the things I kept thinking about. I'm like, they've been the yeah. best team in baseball for the past 10 years. So we good. won the division 9 out of 10 years. And you only come out only with one ring. World Series. Yeah, that's kind of I mean, wild also, to me. Also, we have to take into consideration that we, the Dodgers, were up against a cheating team. So, yeah, if that hadn't happened in twenty seventeen, yeah, but you can't. Where would I be? think I personally think the Astros ring should have gotten taken away, but it should, it, the championship shouldn't have gone to the Dodgers because then it's like, well, no, we no, didn't, no, we I didn't deserve totally it. You know? I don't <laughs> think there's any fan that wanted that. But one. it should have been yeah, stripped. I, I truly, I think they went too soft on the Astros, but that's a whole different conversation. I mean, they did that with the Astros and with Boston. I think both. Both well, Cora was the guy off. who was the culprit of both. I mean, both both those teams got off pretty light. Yeah. Like, yeah. In my in my opinion, they got off extremely well, I, light. I agree. Yeah. All yeah. right. Let's get to today's headlines. Brought to you by Circus Sports, Circus Millions, and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest are back with twelve million in guaranteed prizes. Visit circusports.com for details. Hit a Jihei. Well, we said it. They did it. <laughs> the Dodgers clinched the NL West so last dramatic. night. It was. <laughs> I, I was trying to bring some. I was trying to bring some little flair for this. Uh, we said it. Pause. They did it. Pause. <laughs> <laughs> trying to bring a little oh, bit I of the drama to you guys, right? <laughs> um, well, the Dodgers clinched the NL West last night. Guys, will they win the World Series this year, and how can they do it? I really hope so. Again, we touched on this just now. I mean, they've won the division nine of ten years. They've made the postseason fourteen of something, fourteen of fifteen or sixteen or so. I mean, they have consistently been one of the best teams, and there is this really feeling amongst the team and talking to Michael Duarte, who, by the way, was in Phoenix last night for that game. They appreciate they appreciate the World Series that they won in 2020, but there is this feeling of 
we got to win one more. And we got to win one in a 162-game full season with fans, go on the road, things like that. Uh, This is the best team right now. Uh, And I really do believe this is this season. When you look at what Freddie Freeman has done and Mookie Betts and Trey Turner, and now you got guys that we kind of talked about during the course of the season, who are they going to step up? Max Muncy, home runs. Cody Bellinger, I'm telling you guys, come October, he'll step up as well. I love this team. And I know I'm a homer, but this is this is the best team in baseball right now, and they will win the whole thing. Yeah, I mean, they are definitely the favorite, and they should be. They've won the multitude of their games. Uh, they've never really had a cold stretch, it seems like. They kind of always bounce back, even if they drop a couple games, you know, especially a couple months ago before the All-Star break against the Nationals. They come back, they start winning, crazy win streak. Even against the Giants last week, they come back, they win. The pitching, everyone talks about the pitching, but why, you know, they keep winning. You can't, you know, until they lose, it's like everyone's like, oh, the Mets and Braves, including myself, can beat them in a series. And yeah, it's possible, but I think the Dodgers have to be favored in every series they go in just because of that explosive offense. And if Mookie continues to hit, the whole team will be put on his back and they, they have weapons everywhere. We talked about it's like USC football. People talk about their defense. Well, they have playmakers everywhere, similar to the Dodgers, right? They've got guys everywhere. People talk about their pitching, but they keep winning. But the, but is that sustainable? You know what I mean? Like that. I think that's the pro- that's yeah. the problem. That's the question. I mean, Trinan just went on the, the IL. You got to trust Kimbrel. That's going to be tough. He'll probably blow some games in the postseason. But I mean, if their offense continues to roll like this, they only need average pitching. You yeah, know? I mean. But, but in the playoffs, I feel like everybody is going to be stepping up that game, Look, right? The, yeah, the NL is much harder than the AL. The American right. League is going to probably be Houston, and if it's not, it's maybe Seattle or a wild card team like the Rays or, or, or uh, Blue Jays. But for the NL, it's stacked. You got the Cardinals can make the World Series. The Braves can make the World Series. Dude, the what Mets an amazing run series. that they've been going on I right know, now. I know. What, what an incredible... Like, that's like a Cinderella story to me, yeah. right? Um, yeah. ha- with, uh, I mean, it's St. just Lewis. a great... We talk about great organizations. I'm sure Kershaw does not want to play them you know no absolutely I mean, I, uh, not not a knock to kershaw but they own <laughs> kershaw they're his father for sure the it sucks it sucks they're, but it's they're, true they're his Darth Vader. Um, yeah. and it looks like they might actually play them which is terrible you know not in not in the first round but that if the cardinals right. get past one of those wild card teams obviously i think the dodgers get past the wild card team in the in the alds yeah. so i think that could be an or the nl nlds i think that could be an nlcs type matchup if the mets or braves are knocked out that could be a one where it's. I mean, it's whoa, 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 whoa. We're, we're saying that the Mets now are going to, like, the Mets are betting and that we're, we're not probably going to be seeing them? Or is this no, no, if no. They, they're, if they're not if, in there. If. Gotcha. I mean, the Mets are going to win their wild card, uh, where, whoever they play, because they got DeGrom, Scherzer, whether the, it, that's if they don't win the division. Obviously, that's a toss up. The Braves and them both have like 89 wins. We'll see what happens down the stretch. But the NL is a bloodbath. It's kind of like the AFC in, in football right now. And then the, the AL is like the NFC with, like, like there's a couple good teams and it's like uh you know not many to know Astros probably going to the World Series you know I mean this I think this is what you were saying all year long was yeah. unfortunately 
Astros, 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 right? I'll tell you this. The Yankees aren't going to the World Series. Which, how crazy is that? That we were talking about this in the very beginning. It's similar to the... I don't want to say similar to the Angels, but... No, it was. When we're talking about how great they were. This is a colossal, like, choke that they're doing. They might... They're probably still going to barely win the division because they had a couple good games against the Rays. But this is virtually a one-man team right now. They have no pitching. They traded their fourth starter, Jordan Montgomery, to the Cardinals, who's been great for a guy, Harrison Bader, who hasn't even played. A bad trade on the Yankees part. And Aaron Judge is the only guy hitting on their team right now. Really? I mean... He could win you a couple games himself. I mean, he's shown that, but is that sustainable against a good team like Houston or even the Mariners who are super hot right now? Yeah, this you know? is not the NBA. The N- in exactly. Major League Baseball, yeah. you need more than one guy that's going to win you the whole entire thing. Yeah, so. like it's not like LeBron's going to put the team on it. You know, in the NBA, yeah. it's different. Baseball, yeah. you need a whole team. That's why Absolutely. the Dodgers have been a dynasty, if you think about it, like especially in the regular season. They just, every year, they have guys that step up, and it's a yeah. culture thing. That's so, why the Angels aren't good. It's They have to change the culture. I completely agree with you do you do you think it's fair to call them a dynasty if they've only won one one world series yeah that's tough i i think yeah you you have to win more than one yeah, yeah. over 10 years In i 10 mean years. It that's is why it's a regular season dynasty it's a regular season <laughs> dynasty yeah i mean listen it's a little bit like the atlanta braves who you know won all those divisions in a row went yeah. to the world series a few times but just won one world series and the problem for the dodgers is that one world series that they won was that shortened? I know. You know, sixteen and it does. Game you know, season. I hate to say it. It is a ring, but it lacks more validity than the NBA. The I, NBA I made, played seventy-two plus they, games, they and then they played a whole playoff series. That will be played. What? What was that? Sixty? What is it? Sixty games? Sixty games? Something yeah, like just, that. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it, they they deserved it, and they have a ring, but, but it's it like different. they want that full season ring. Yeah, you know, and they every year it seems like something happens to the Dodgers, and it's like. Geez, this team should have won it all last year. Team should have won it all. But again, they also, the year they won, they came back from the Braves, right? The Braves probably yeah. should have won it all. And then the Braves got their revenge last What I year. like about this year's team is that they didn't have to struggle to the end of the season. I mean, they really wanted to win the division last year. So it was a grind. Like every game till the end of the season felt like yeah. a postseason game. Wanted to beat the Giants. Went to the last game of the season. So really, you, you played 162 games hard to win the division last game of the season. They played their hearts out one, but lost the division. Had to play in that play-in game or that uh, yeah, you know that lost. win or go home wild card game against St. Louis. Really, and then again a five-game you know grinded out series with San Francisco that was a where great Scherzer series. pitches game five. By the time they got to the Braves, they were spent. They when were I burnt. Was, when I just think about playoff baseball, one of the best rivalries in sports, Giants Dodgers. Right, that was a great playoff series. We can say yeah. all we want yeah. about the Braves series and the World Series, but. Nothing compared to that Dodgers Giants series, and I, I mean, say that unbiasedly, obviously, because I'm not a Dodgers fan. Like, yeah, it was a great and, series, and you're not a Giants fan either. Exactly, so. exactly. Um, but do you would you equivocate that to? Because I personally think that the probably the best playoff series was that Yankees Boston, where they came back oh, yeah. down down three games Amazing. with the bloody sock, everything like that had everything. Everything yeah. was in that series. And yeah. would you equivocate that to, to that Giants Dodgers series? It wasn't because you know, the the thing about the the thing about the Dodgers Giants, it was a f- five game series and the Dodgers Wait, did, did, did they lose the first two games? I think I they think, were down 2 I, 1 I in the series. They were down 2 yeah. 1. Two and one. So was it's like, a little, it, yeah. it's a lot different. I mean, the other thing was, is that um, by for whatever reason, by the time the Red Sox had won those four straight games, 
school was out. It was over. They go on to sweep the Cardinals in the World Series. What happened with the Dodgers against the Giants? It was such a grind. That entire season was a grind. That play, that again, one game, uh, you know, game was a grind. Five game series against San Francisco where you got to bring out Scherzer in game five to close, to close it out. Yeah. That was a grind. Really, by the time they, they played the Braves, like they, they didn't have anything left. And again, it goes yeah. to a game six, I think, but they, they, they were totally spent. They were let totally me, burnt. Let me rephrase the question yeah, yeah, yeah. then. If Let's just say that they did win the World Series. Obviously, they didn't. But yeah. like, let's just let's just say that they did that. The Dodgers did win the World Series, and they went and they did the exact same thing. Would you equivocate it then? Yeah, I, it, it's different because what the what what Boston did against the Yankees, coming back from three zero down, is just one of the greatest comebacks in sports history. I think if you know the Dodgers coming back from being down two one. In the, yeah, in, in, I don't think it's, it's not, not I don't the think same. It's comparable. Yeah. It doesn't have That's the same That's one of the bravado. greatest comebacks yeah. ever. One of the greatest chokes too. I love that the Yankees. Oh, choke. and the America way that they came back in the Game Yankees Four lose. was amazing. You know, you know, it's it, it's Rivera coming out, and again, the Red Sox haven't beaten the Yankees in forever. Yeah, so for yeah. them it was to crazy. find a way to do it there, it was incredible. And again, by the time that they did that, by the time that they won three in a row against the Yankees, the Cardinals didn't have a chance. It was a sweep. No one really remembers the World Series because no. it was a sweep it was it was a terrible because oh, they were World they had series. momentum that was, oh, it was going done. crazy and yeah. they had the whole city on their back they obviously were still talking about the curse and everything and yeah. it, was, it was that was great so the problem with the, the dodgers like they they could never get that momentum because scherzer was done I right mean, he was totally spent Bueller on short rest has never been a and, good move. And it's so. always momentum going into this Absolutely. season. Why no, do you think wildcard teams like the Royals that one year uh, they 100%. won? I mean, it was and bare, the Giants, barely got in. When Giants the Giants won. win the World, yeah. the World Series. <laughs> they just had Bumgarner in a wildcard game. He won. And then like they won the World Series. I mean, Bumgarner is one of like the best postseason pitchers yeah. ever. But if you're looking at the sta- standings right now in the National League, it's like St. Louis is one, probably the hottest team in baseball, one of them yeah. at least, right? Oh, talk about and momentum then, right now for Yeah, them. that's a team you don't want to face, yeah. right? Dodgers, obviously, they're the hottest team in baseball, 8-2 and two in their last 10, and they've been the hottest team in baseball here, yeah. so they have the momentum on their side. But then you look at a team like Atlanta, you know, who's... Man, they have just—they've turned into another animal, and we knew Atlanta would go turn into this all year. And then the Mets—you ha- you'd have to play Degrom and Scherzer in a playoff series. That's just so difficult. But I still think the Dodgers, with their hitting, they just need the timely offense of Joey Gallo and a Cody Bellinger in a series, and they'll be able to probably get it done, even with Tyler Anderson as their ace. Yeah, I mean, th- and think about it this way too: we all know Cody's better in the post than he is oh, in the regular. 100%. And so, that's where he gets players paid. like that. Yeah, I want, <laughs> now. I would love him to be good during the season, Absolutely. but I will totally take a guy like that on a team like totally Max stacked Mun- like people this. People forget, Max Mun- that's why they didn't win. Max yeah. Muncy yeah, yeah, yeah. got hurt. They yeah. probably won the World Series that's last year point. Max yeah. Muncy yeah. is yeah. healthy. He There's was their best player on. last year, pretty much, like yeah. For, yeah. for the multitude of the year. Yeah. You know, so obviously this year it's different. He's playing better now. He can take that in. I just don't know how you stop the Dodgers offense right now. It's amazing. You know, yeah. that's yeah. tough. That's difficult for any team. I mean, if anybody can do it, it's probably, it's, I'm not going to lie to you. If anybody can do it, it's probably the Mets. Well, I, 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 exactly, because they're pitching. Just because of that pitching. But right now, you got to think about like the favorites in each division. Right. It would be Dodgers Astros. Again, that'd be so oh my funny. God, that'd be crazy. <laughs> that would be crazy. I know. Well, speaking of crazy, the owner of the uh, Phoenix Suns 
has received a punishment of $10 million fine and a one-year suspension for lewd and inappropriate comments to players and staff, along with other um, allegations that um, finally came up. Guys, do you think that um, Robert Sarver, the owner of the Phoenix Suns, received enough punishment? What I don't, and again, the league can't do what they did to Donald Sterling unless the players came out and the coaches came out and the rest of the league came out. People have to realize with Donald Sterling, it was a very unique situation where effectively the players were saying, we're not going to continue to play for this guy. Well, and there was a history too with Sterling. Well, there was a history, but to be honest, I mean, regardless of the history, the reason that things got to the point where they, they were like, he's suspended for life was the coach didn't want to coach for him. The players didn't want to play for him. The other teams around the league said, we're just not going to like what you, if you have a mutiny like that and like everyone's on board and everyone's together and it's a united front saying, if that guy's a part of this league, we don't, we, we don't want to be a part of this league. That's not the situation here. The unique situation here though is when you read the report, you read what he did. You we read can't why, say that on radio. <laughs> you read the report and you read what he said. And you also figure, again, a one-year suspension, $10 million fine. What I'm trying to figure out is how he can come back. And I don't know whether the league has bought themselves a year to figure out, okay, what are we going to do with this situation? He, because he has to sell the team. I, well, I, the, I 100% the agree. Money, the money is not the issue for him. That $10 million, that million is, is like a dollar, it's dollar not, to it's him. Nothing, But I know? think that's but, the most that the league can find him or something along those lines. But Brandon, you're 100% right. When you look at the cost of professional sports franchises right now. It's nothing. No, no, what I'm no, saying no, no, is no, no. the oh, cost yeah. of professionals. Uh, he should he sell. could sell it for $2 billion easy, at well, least $2 billion. Like, it's, again, these people are still out there where there's like misconduct and like weirdos and just misogyny and all this crazy, these racists involved. It's, it's insane that these people still exist in positions of power. Well, I think you the know? thing is, is that you th because you just said the opportune word is power because I think that he just thinks that he's here. And he can and do whatever he, he wants. Whatever and we want. saw that by his actions. And right. it's really, it's a bad thing in sports. We talked about this with Deshaun. Watson just because he's good at football he gets 11 games instead of being out you know it's ridiculous this happens all of sports just because you're in a position of power and you're important doesn't mean you get to do whatever you want so I do think that I do think he's going to have to sell the team I think he'll be coerced into doing that if we think about it like it's pretty funny Chris Paul is the, on the team just like you know what he that's was a great point. <laughs> that's a great point I mean oh, Chris, Chris Paul has been a part of really two high profile situations and again we haven't really heard from Chris yeah. Paul so I think that's unique GA if you work for the Suns if you were an assistant uh, coach or something for the Suns What's your thoughts? I don't know how he can come back into that environment now. And again, the league, I think, bought themselves one year. We got one year to figure this out. But this guy, to your point, Brandon, has to sell the team. Yeah, I mean, to be honest with you, I feel like he just doesn't care. <laughs> uh, but it's really not a server thing now. Right, the but, league has to figure out how but, they move forward. Right, with but, um, it. he for sure doesn't care. Yeah, he, he. I don't think that he cares. He obviously like sent out a PR um, yeah. little statement or whatever. I'm sorry for my actions, etc. But um, as far as the league is concerned, yeah. I mean, I think they just bought themselves some time. To be honest with you, they should have bought themselves a little bit more time because I don't know if they know what to do. You can't like this is in yeah. a situation like you said, like a really great point. This is in a situation where the um, all the players are banding together and being like, Which we're not, not playing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, we're not playing for him. We're not like they could, but they, they could haven't. But they that. haven't. They haven't. And I don't think that they will. I don't think so. To no. be honest, with I mean, you. they're all bought in. They're trying to win a championship at this point. You know? I mean, do you really? But want the Clippers were too. I mean, were I mean, they? What? 
well, when the Clippers did the whole thing with thing, I mean, they eliminated the staff yeah, and Draymond. Like they eliminated the, the right Warriors move, that year. Doc sure. was the head coach. Chris Paul, Blake Griffin, I mean, you DeAndre. Say, they almost didn't play that day. I know, they, but yeah. Sarver's actions, you have to think, are like even worse than Donald Sterling, probably. Right? I mean, they both it, have it, a it's track not comparable. But they like, both have a track record there. Yeah. Like, no. I mean, I think at the end of the day. I don't. I don't think that you would have to have. You would. Ha- he would have to be forced to sell it. There's yeah. no way I that think he's going he's to gonna have to sell. I mean, I just think he's going to have to sell. It's just like how pressure with Artie Moreno, how he ended up having to sell. He's going to have to sell the team, and, and I'm not saying yeah, he has Artie that Mar- misconduct. misconduct yeah, thing, they're two totally But people owners. think he's an awful owner, and they pressured him to do it. I think people will pressure Sarver to sell the team, and why wouldn't he? And here's the thing with the quote-unquote pressure, when you look at the cost of professional sports franchises right now, yeah. it is at the bare minimum $2 billion. I think it'll go for more than that. It's the Suns. They're in Phoenix. It's a kind of a large, you it's know... It's a pop in place. It's going I, up right now. But I don't think that he cares about the money. That's not the problem. But that's why I said he might, might have to be forced to sell it as opposed to him doing this on his own. Well, that's why the league bought themselves some time, but right. I, I, right. I, I mean, $2 billion is $2 billion. I mean, I don't care who you are. I mean, if I mean, he's not he's not Steve Ballmer. He's very rich. Two billion dollars is a lot of yeah, he's money. He's just gonna stay in his mansion and chill. You know, like, yeah. That's I what mean, Donald as an Sterling owner, that's what, as an owner, that's what I would do. I'd be like, yeah. you know what? I'm like hands off. Like my GM I don't think he's hands off though. No, like absolutely if, if not. you if you bought a professional sports team, you bought it for that platform. You bought it because you were the man. And look at me, I'm courtside and all that stuff. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we'll be joined by our good friend Grant Mona. When we return on the Mighty or 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California. 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. 95.1 FM and AM 760 in Hawaii. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. Circus Millions in Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 million in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircusSports.com for details. And here he is, our good friend, Grant Money Mona. Grant, how are you? I'm doing very well. It was, uh, it was good to see everybody at the launch party yesterday. Yeah. Um, 
it was uh, it was a really fun time and uh yeah looking forward to uh, the next chapter man it's gonna be fun this uh, next coming month now yeah. it's gonna be amazing yeah grant how did you like uh, how'd you like your visit to the south bay uh, it was really, I mean, I've never really dabbled in Manhattan Beach's nightlife, so it was actually very, very nice. Um, but shout out to the Shellback Tavern. They have a great yeah. setup there. We watched the Dodgers Quincy NLS. So, uh, yeah, it was a really good environment. It was really fun. Yeah, it's one of my favorite places. G. Hayes probably been going there for years. Uh, the, the good old shell back. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun to see everyone at the launch party for the SportingTribune.com finally launching the website. And, uh, you know, again, the uh, next chapter of this show and what we're doing. Uh, Grant, as you mentioned, you talked about it. We were there to watch the Dodgers clinch the division uh, ninth time in the past 10 years. An incredible run, but a little bit slightly, I guess, depressing when you think that they've only won one World Series during that time. Do they win two this season? Um, You know, it's hard for me to say now just because, you know, so much can change over the course of a month or two months. You know, going into October, it's going to be really tough, you know, comparing yourself to some of the teams that are that are playing well right now in the NL. You know, the Braves are, are doing their thing as always. I mean, they look as good, if not better, than they were last year. The Mets pitching is, is always scary. So, you know, I'm not going to guarantee a World Series this year for the Dodgers, but I do say that they are the best team in the league, and they, they do have the best you know, offense in the league. The, the thing with them is the pitching and staying healthy. I mean, we just saw Blake Trinan come back, and now he's back on the I.O. You know, we saw Clayton Kershaw have that back issue. We had, you know, we've seen him dominate. So it, it, it's really, you know, just like he did last night, it's, it's just really, you know, up in the air in terms of both availability and, and in terms of, of can these guys, uh, you know, keep this throughout the postseason? Because we've seen them do this before. We saw them do it in 2017. They got all the way to the World Series, and then, you know, they met the Astros, obviously, with that whole scandal. But, you know, we saw it in 2019. They they were amazing in the regular season, lost in the first round. You know, we saw it uh, last year. They were amazing, got to the NLCS, and lost to the Braves. So, you know, like you said, one World Series over 10 years, you know, is obviously you love to have playoff appearances. But, you know, World Series is what you're chasing. And, you know, for the Dodgers, I just I just think that they need to solidify that full season title. You know, a lot of people give them give them stuff for that 2020 bubble title. But, you know, if you win one in a full season with this roster, I, I think it solidifies them as, as you know, this, it, I, don't, I wouldn't say a dynasty, but, you know, one of the better teams, you know, over a decade that we can talk about in baseball, you know, over a course of history. Yeah, Grant, I wanted to ask you, because you have similar thoughts to me about tomorrow's game. Chargers, Chiefs, huge game. Uh, probably the best game of the week, in my opinion. They have it on Thursday. Shout out to Prime Video in those rights um, and to those big games. No, it's true. I mean, that was a huge money move. Great, great move by Bezos and whoever's in charge there uh, in the sports division. But look, I'm in on the Chargers in this game tomorrow. I know the Chiefs came in and beat uh, the Chargers last year in LA, but the Chargers, you know, played them tough in Kansas City last year. I do think the Chargers are going to get revenge and beat them. What are your thoughts about tomorrow's game? Yeah, I'm, uh, you know, like I've said many times on the show, it's that I'm very high on the Chargers, and, and for for the reasons that their defense. I mean, you, you see guys like J.C. Jackson. He wasn't there last week, um, but he's probably going to be there this week. Um, you know, Khalil Mack made his presence felt. Um, he, he got a couple sacks uh, last week, and you know, you, you go down the list of guys on that defensive end. You know, I'm not worried about their offense. Yes, Keenan Allen's going to be missing, but that means a lot more targets for Mike Williams, who wasn't really targeted that much in week one and they still ended up winning. You know, they went to Palmer a lot. They went to some other guys and, you know, Justin Herbert kind of found his way through that. 
Um, you know, Justin Herbert's an amazing talent. We know that. And he didn't even have his best game last week. So I think going into one of these divisional games again, you're going to see him turn it up a little bit. This is like their first real test of this team that we're going to see. Um, you know, with the Chiefs, they dominated the Cardinals, but I'm not going to take a lot of lot away from that. You know, the Chiefs played the, the Cardinals' defense. The Chargers played the Raiders' defense. So I, I really like a lot more than the Cardinals' defense. Um, and, and they did a pretty admirable job. So I, I do think that the Chargers uh, win this game. I really do. I think this is like the first real test. But, you know, a lot of people are sleeping on the Chiefs. The Chiefs are really good still. I mean, Patrick Mahomes threw five touchdowns. He could have had six. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire is back. He looked really good. He had a couple touchdowns. Um, the thing with the Chiefs is their defense. And they look really good against the Cardinals. But obviously the Cardinals are, are not really one of the contenders that we see in this league. So, um, I do I do feel like the Chargers are going to come out. It is on the road. This is their first road test, like I said. But, you know, I, I have a lot of confidence in the Chargers with that, that offense. Even Sands, Keenan Allen, I do think that they can get it done just because of their you know how dynamic they are. They have Eckler, they have Mike Williams, they have Palmer who kind of arrived. Um, and the defense is, is going to be great. I think Khalil Mack can get to the quarterback. You know, obviously Bosa can get to the quarterback. And, you know, having J.C. Jackson back, which I assume is going to happen. They, that's what they said, you know, last week. Um, is going to be really helpful against uh, you know Juju Smith-Schuster and Nicole Hardman and, and some of those guys. So it's going to be so fun. I, I you know a lot of people are saying it shouldn't be a Thursday night game; it should be a Sunday night game. But I think having it on Thursday is kind of great because there's really nothing else. You have a Thursday night game; it's in, it's in the end of the week. People can tune in and, and get that viewer you know that, those viewers up. And I think having you know big games on Thursdays is going to change the narrative around Thursday night games as well. So having this game there is, is a pretty good deal. I agree, Grant. By the way, Sunday night, I'm, people are just spent after all the football games early on in the day. Assuming they're off work, obviously the primetime game is still the 5 p.m. game. But I think it's losing viewership. I mean, I don't know for sure. I'd have to look up the statistics. But Well, that game, too, was... God awful. <laughs> that Sunday night game was right. And this really Sunday night game is going to be god awful. Who wants yeah. to watch two anemic offenses? You know, I hate to say it. It's it's <laughs> yeah. true. No one wants to watch the Bears play the Packers except Bears fans and Packers, and Packers fans. fans. I mean, I guess like that's that's what you when you have to like be grateful for you know people in playing fantasy football. Exactly, and, but that's know. why I love that you have your own game on Thursday, your own game that you look forward to, or your own like game that. Monday. I even like the Broncos Seattle game was great. It was more competitive because everyone was turning and, into that yeah. game and it was locked in as the game of the day. Another, Same thing with Thursday. Another, another thing I wanted to mention is that there are two Monday night games this week and there was not two Monday night games. That's weird. Week, yeah, yeah. That's make odd. Any sense to me. I don't Bill's know, Titans is going to be a good game. The Titans own the Bills, yeah, yeah. by the way, over the past three yeah. years, which is weird. Yeah, those, but. those Monday games. Those Monday games are going to be very good, but I was just very confused why you don't have two to open. Yeah. The, but you have it in week two. It's you know, it, it doesn't make sense to me because both of them are going to be airing at the same time. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, is it yeah. one streaming yeah, and one not or thing. something? It doesn't matter. I mean, one's at 4.15, the other's at 5.30. So if <laughs> yeah. one goes to the second half, it's still going to be the first half of the other game. Wait a minute. You don't have two TVs in your setup? No, just kidding. <laughs> oh, man, I'm not that much of a, I'm not that much of a Gen Z. Um, you, know? You, know what, you know what, though? I will say that um, a lot of people are so starved. I think the only reason for all these insane amount of games is that people are so starved for football that they don't care. Yeah, like they will. No, they will right. sit yep. there. They will sit and there. Football's king. Look at the Absolutely. viewership on TV over the past ten years. It's literally football games is one through ten, except maybe the Oscars or like a Grammys. You know what I'm saying? I mean, the the, uh, the Emmys were on 
no one watched the Emmys. Nobody Everyone watched, watched the, the, Yeah, I mean, no one watches the Emmys either because they always give it to Succession now. This <laughs> is me off. Succession, good show. Better Call Saul, my favorite show of all time. I don't know why it didn't win. Whatever. I'm still salty. But I, Grant, I wanted to ask you, going back to sports, you think this line of the Falcons 10.5, you're going to bet on it, aren't you, against the Rams? You really don't aren't confident in the Rams going into this game. Well, there's two reasons why I think that. First of all, is that atrocious performance they put on for us in week one that the Rams did. And second of all, people are kind of underrating the Falcons' offense. Now, not the defense, because I don't think the defense is going to hold them to under 20 points. I think the Rams are going to actually do that. But this Falcons' offense is nothing to be slept on. I love Marcus Mariota. I love how dynamic he is. You know, before we got Matthew Stafford, this is going to be a, a terrible take, but I wanted Marcus Mariota on the Rams because I, I saw flashes of him. On, <laughs> yes, yes, I'm going to say it. But well, this is before we got Stafford. Okay? This is when Jared Goff was the, the hate of the town. Marcus um, Mariota looked really low-key kind of good last week. Right, exactly. And yeah. I've always loved Marcus Mariota's <laughs> ability to run, his ability to pass. And, you know, I'm, I'm assuming people are laughing at me behind the <laughs> I'll, I'll uh, laugh yeah, in front I'm of really... your face, Grant. Like, <laughs> what? Like, for, first of all, the by the way, it is historically known that the that Miami owns the Patriots, so you cannot help that. Like that game last week for them, they they <laughs> nor, look at the stats. They always lose the against Cats that team. Cats are garbage though this year. Garbage. I, I agree, but dur- uh, even during Tom Brady's even during Tom Brady's reign. They still lost against it's Miami. It's like the Bills and the Titans. The Titans always beat the Bills somehow. I don't know yeah. how it happens, but I mean, Derrick Henry's probably, I know he's going up against a good defense. He probably gets two, three touchdowns. Well, they. I think yeah, that exactly. they also circled that. I think they circled that date and are like, they're super fired up. Any better out there, it always bet against Belichick I, when he plays Miami I will for say, some though, reason. For fantasy football, people that play fantasy football, like listening to this, I would lock in Cordero Patterson against the Rams this exactly. week because Devin Singletary is not that talented of a back. He dominated yeah, them. Out. And then Cordero had 150 yards almost last week in a touchdown. What do you think he's going to do oh, against this Rams defense. defense? I mean, assuming yeah, it, they can you know, not get him to towards Aaron Donald and get him away from him and get him past that D line. It's open season. You know, well, the, the thing with that is the thing with that is, is, you know, I, I just I don't trust the Rams secondary. Now, I, I understand that they have a pretty good front with, with Donald and Gaines and, and Leonard Floyd. But, you know, the reason why, I, you know, the ten and a half line is kind of ridiculous is that I just I really like the Falcons offense. I think that Kyle Pitts is going to be pretty is going to be a hefty cover for Bobby Wagner if he has to cover him. Um, down the field because Kyle Pitts is basically a receiver in a, in a tight end body. Yeah, so you know, have him. You know, and Jalen Ramsey. Who knows what he what what kind of performance he's going to show? Because the last three performances, like, going back to last year, last week against the Bengals in the Super Bowl, and even against the Forty ers and the the Buccaneers in the playoffs, it was iffy. He wasn't even the. He was not looking like the best quarterback no. in the league. And, and I, you know, I know I understand it's the Falcons offense, but with the way the Rams played last week, I have no idea what, what defense is going to show up. I, I was very high on them coming into week one, but right now I, I that 10 and a half seems kind of high because I feel like it could be a one score game, honestly, in my opinion. Now, look, I, I'm not picking Falcons money line, obviously, because I do think the Rams are still going to win, but that 10 and a half seems a little bit too high, essentially coming off of a game where you saw Matthew Stafford throw three picks and Jalen Ramsey look lost out there. It's not, it wasn't a surprise to me, by the way. Matthew Stafford led the league in picks last year. I mean, I know he was great in the playoffs, but he did lead the league in picks last year. But what about that spread? 
The spread, uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't touch that game. I wouldn't touch that game because the Rams could are, are probably embarrassed and might want to just take it out on the Falcons. You know, it might be like a forty-two to twenty-eight game, and the Rams cover. But it also might be that they're still the O line still sucks, and the Falcons <laughs> cover and like lose by three or even win. You know, who knows? I wouldn't touch that game betting wise. I wanted to ask you about this line, Grant. Seattle, Geno Smith was balling last week. Niners <laughs> were looked awful, but they're still favored by nine and a half. I personally think, you know, it's a division game. Pete Carroll owns Kyle Shanahan half the time. I think this is a toss-up game more than people think. I know the Niners, look, if they lose this game, they are absolute toast. You can't lose two, quote, wins on your schedule and turn those into losses with the Bears and Seahawks. I do think the Niners will be hungry and play better, but nine and a half seems like a lot for a team that beat a decent Denver team last week, you know? I mean, I think you're giving Denver yeah. a little bit of the benefit of the doubt, but what, what well, do you that, think? Their problem is coaching, not talent, Denver. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this matchup is pretty cool because you get like one of these cool division matchups this early. Um, and, and with the Seahawks, I, I, there's a lot riding on the return of Russell Wilson to week one in terms of how they played. Like, I, I think they got up really well for that game, but I don't think they'll continue that energy, that that drive that they had last week, it just, they looked so much different than, than what we thought that it's kind of like, Oh, now are they for real? Now are they, you know, it's like people are, people do this after week one is where we kind of overestimate or underestimate teams like the Niners. They were in a playing in a monsoon and even Trey, you know, Trey Lance had a couple overthrows. He had some plays where he looked young, but I'm not going to pin the whole loss on Trey Lance. And that's what, you know, a lot of people are doing right now. They're like, Oh, it's what was terrible. All the, you know, Jimmy G's right around the corner. Now, if they do lose, I do think that they should probably look to Jimmy G, but I don't think they lose. I think this is, this Niners team is way too talented to, to go, you know, one and four, you know, oh and five in the first five. Um, you know, even without Ward, I, I think, and without Mitchell now, which is actually an unfortunate injury. But, you know, Trey Lance is so dynamic, in my opinion. Yes, he had one bad game. It's his first week. We write, we write teams off way too often in this league after one week we wrote the Packers off after week one last year and they went on to be the number one seed so you know this matchup is really tough it's for the Seahawks because you know their running game wasn't that great last week Geno Smith looked amazing in the first half didn't look that great in the second half um so we're gonna have to see how the Niners defense comes out I think they'll come out way better than what they did in the second half against the Bears um, I'm really high on the Niners in this game. I, I think I do think they'll cover. Uh, you know, the Seahawks had a great Week One. It was kind of a redemption game. You know, Pete Carroll was talking about you know how these guys got up for this game, but I, I don't I don't see that continuing a, a lot more down the road. But I have the Niners by a lot in this game. Yeah, Grant. I now wanted to ask you about the MVP race. Shohei Otani, the Angel, is just I mean, he's tenth in ERA, hundred eighty one strikeouts, which is sixth in the MLB. And every sixth start, most starters, it's every fifth start. I do think that Judge will be close to unanimous for MVP, assuming he gets the over sixty one. I think he got to give it to him at this point. My vote would go to Judge barely right now, but. Do you consider Shohei Otani for the Cy Young, considering how good he's been on the mound the past? I mean, you can't just not give him an award with how amazing the face of baseball is right now, right? I have two letters that go together for you that that come into a word, and that's N and O. It's no. You know, Shohei Otani is not going to win the Cy Young, brother. I'm I'm sorry to tell you that. I I know you're an Angels fan, but he has been a better pitcher this year. you're, You're very right about that. But you have to understand, Justin Verlander, yes, he's missed time. 
he has been absolutely electric. Dylan Seas has been absolutely electric. Shane McClanahan hasn't pitched in a couple weeks, but even he's been better than Shohei Otani. Yes, Shohei Otani's been great of late, but there's been a few bad starts early in the year that's bumped up his ERA. Yes, you have said that he's spent an ERA, but that, that means that there's 10 guys. Below. I, I take ERA very seriously in terms of Cy Young because that's a very good indication of how many runs you give up per game, right? It's earned run average. There's 10 guys that are better than him right now. And in terms of MVP, yes, he's a pitcher and he's a hitter. He's probably the, you know, the most talented player we've ever seen in baseball um, in terms of his talent. But Aaron Judge is, you know, Aaron Judge had two home runs yesterday. He's at 57. His on base is, I think it's better than anyone in the league. I'm not too sure about that. I think it's up there with with some of the best in the league. His on base is over 400. He's hitting over 300. Joey Otani's hitting 265 to whatever he's hitting. And I just see Aaron Judge as more valuable to his team. The Angels are not going anywhere. The Yankees are going somewhere. And if they didn't have Aaron Judge, they wouldn't be going anywhere at all. They'd be right there with the Angels. So, in terms of most valuable, yes, Aaron Judge is the most valuable. And he's also a better hitter than Otani is this year. Uh, so I just think that Aaron Judge, yes, I, I don't think he'll be unanimous because I do think a lot of voters really see Otani as that two-way generational talent, and they're going to vote for him just because of that. But Aaron Judge is by far the most valuable and the most talented player this year, in my, in my opinion. I think he should win it easily. Uh, Grant, your thoughts on this Robert Sarver situation? Chris Paul is in this unique position of having been the star player, star point guard captain the last time this remotely happened with the league in terms of Donald Sterling. Now, the, the difference there is Sterling suspended for life. Sarver just suspended one year, and and it's my contention. I mean, they're doing this to, to buy themselves one year to figure out how do we take this team away from this guy or really put him in a position where he has to sell? And by the way, when you look at what professional sports teams are going for, $2 billion. So two minutes left with you, Grant. What do you think of this? Yeah, you know, this situation is very tough because if you go back to Donald Sterling's situation with the Clippers, you know, obviously it's so tough for Chris Paul. He has to deal with it twice. But going back <laughs> to that, you know, Adam Silver, he just, struck down on the Clippers. But there's another thing within this that people aren't really talking about. It was actually not Donald Sterling that forced him to sell. I believe it was his wife or, or, or something yeah, like that. that said. At the end of the yeah, day, yeah, legally, yeah, that's that, the way it played out. Yeah, exactly. So that really played into the forcing of the sell. It wasn't yeah. really Adam Silver. So you know, we can kind of take that and, and match it to this one where it's like, okay, you give him a year, which in my opinion is absolutely ridiculous based on the reports that we've seen yeah. of like what kind of conduct went on in that organization and maybe still is, um, you know, Robert Sarver should have been a ban from the NBA, in my opinion, because yeah. his actions were up there with Donald Sterling in terms of what he said and what he did. And we have even more detailed reports now than we did back then with Donald Sterling. And, you know, we, we saw what that did for that Clippers organization back in 2014. You know, they, they beat the Warriors in that first round and it was, you know, they, they turned the jerseys inside out yeah. in solidarity. Um, you know, Donald Sterling was forced to sell. Steve Ballmer took over and it was kind of a new regime, a new era, um, a, a new breath of fresh air for that Clippers organization. Now you see where they're at. With the Suns, it's a different situation because they were a very good contender last year. Yeah. They made the finals the year before that. You know, Robert Sarver doesn't really have a hand in, in terms of 
who they get because James Jones is such yeah. an amazing GM. He, he's gotten so many great players. But, you know, in terms of what Robert Sarver is to that team, it even seems like the players don't really care for him. That's you true. Know, even during the, the, the trophy celebration, the trophy ceremony, yeah, they didn't want to. Like he was too involved. Yeah. So, you know, Robert Sarver, I, I do think he should be banned. And I think this is just <laughs> really agree. light in terms of what it is. So. I agree. Grant, you're the best. Thanks so much. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe and stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.